Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to Stabcast, the Sons for Your Tactical Attack Brigade Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm Tim Abbey's Road Hannon, with Ben Sergeant Pepper Fowler, and Ryan Yellow Submarine Solosky. Will the White Album Heim is on a mission to hell? We don't know where he's at. We we just know he's not here, so that's fine. That's we fine. know he's not here. How's everybody doing other than Will? That's fine. Will's not the Doom guy. Yeah, that's I know. I know. I like Doom though. Uh, I, I just assume that once I finally beat clones, I'm gonna have him tell the devil that. So. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Stabcast, battle reports, preparing for the big fights, great plans, and the enemy. So, normally, dear listener, this mm-hmm. is where I would tell you that I didn't play any games this week. Dun, dun, but this dun. week, that's not true at all. Oh, what a I sh- did play a game. Uh, Brett was like, you know, does he want to play? I, I, need to get, I need to get some real life play in. He's tired of watching the video games. And I was like, yeah, I, I'll drive down to you, Brett. That's not a problem at all. Uh, the store, we went to go play Dicehead. Great people in Cleveland, yep. Tennessee. Yep. You know, host of the ATC. They've got a nice new location. Same yeah, mall, do. but different side oh, of it. That's gorgeous. Uh, and, yeah. and they're really spending a lot of money, I think, kind of revitalizing that place. So they're well, trying. I was yeah. quite pleased with my trip down there. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, Brett? I will play you. And I had a fantastic time, but I also had remembered why <laughs> I nearly quit the game life. <laughs> so quick. Such a rise and a I, fall. I love you, Brett. I do. And it was a hard-fought game. This is why I, I like playing with Brett. But Brett does these dice shenanigans against mm-hmm. me. I, and yep. I don't understand it. Like, yep. it makes no sense. It's just craziness. It's so not I'll the, get to it's it. It's not the backhanded will roll, either. It's just nope. something it's, Yeah, it's not the, vo- the high voodoo magic. It's just... It's just where he needs it, things will happen. Yeah, see, here's the, <laughs> yes. the Wilhelm voodoo magic is Will, a lot of the times, is making the correct play and his dice just go above and beyond the call of duty. Yes. Brett is yes. like, well, I can win the game if I line up this shot to hit these two swinging water bottles with one bullet at the same time. If I don't, <laughs> I just lose. And then he does it. Yeah. It's stuff that shouldn't it work. Yeah, <laughs> there's much more logical avenues of things you could do just over here that you don't require bananas dice for. Yeah, uh, but then he just does it, and then he just does it. I he just does it. So all right, so I'm a little. It's been a while. Um, I've gotten my new models from from Will. Nice, nice. They're in my house. I, I actually managed to. I break open another Reaper bag. I now have two bags for the clone or for my CIS army because you need it. Um, yep. I even managed to put the tank in there. Like, I managed to get the, exactly in the foam to put the tank in safely. Excellent. So, I can carry it around now. So, that's kind of nice. And so, what am I going to play? I'm, of course, going to play a T-Series Tactical Droid as my commander. Of course, yep. I yep. I only own two B2s sets. So, I'm playing two B2s with the T-Series leaders and the Ha Guns. Because you're of the devil. Okay. Yep. I, as you, I yep. There's only two. I didn't go buy more and then pay Will to put them together and paint them to have more of them. I just, I just have the two. Uh, I do have a naked B1 with a body, a B1 with the rockets and a body, and two B1s with the EC, and 
more bodies. Because <laughs> uh, you can you can apparently do that. I got. <laughs> All right, so we're at we're at one commander, six core. Yes, six core. Uh, of course, we're gonna put three stabs in there because stabs okay. are my babies. Absolutely, my babies. HQ <laughs> LTAs, and I know what Nerfley's gonna say, but but you don't need the HQ. He's right and he's wrong. I'm always willing to pay the five points to have it. It's such a good like, idea. That to way, have they it. can. Yeah, they can work independently. They don't have to wait on me in the command card. Ten points, but yes, it's okay. Yes. It's yeah. it's ten points. Yes. Well, it's five points if you put the uh, uh, shoot. What's the other one? Gives you extended range. Long range. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's five points more, but it's worth it to make them an independent viable unit. Yeah, uh, that's and fine. I've got two snipers, so two BX sniper commando squads puts me at eight hundred points even, and that's eleven X. That is 12. 12. I hate you so much. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I could have gotten to 13. Yeah, I could have. have. I would have had to drop all those bodies. Um, because, But honestly, that's six bodies at roughly five points apiece. Actually, it's not two. That's four bodies at, at five points. So I've got 20 points there. If I can find 30 more points someplace, I pick up another sniper. Right. Um, which is theoretically possible in this list. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I, I like this list. I've actually played a variation of this on Tabletop Simulator. Mm-hmm. So um, it's something I knew I had, I had done before. In fact, I, I think I played something similar against Tint when I played him. Yes, I believe that's true. Uh, Brett. Brett. Oh, Brett. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get man. from Brett. I'm just going to show up. And I get there about 1.30. Uh, I've got to use the restroom. I've been traveling for, for almost two hours because I had some weird traffic going down. So I go to use the restroom, come back. Brett's putting together his list. We don't actually start playing until about 2.15 uh brett's pulling things out we're just having a good conversation we're kind of rearranging the table a little bit he decides he's going to pull out Jin. okay as his commander i'm i'm, I'm in Sab- no he pulls out sabine okay oh, i hate her really yeah, well with together. the dark saber and the shield sure oh. he pulls out clan Rin. okay sure Seems a so three-man mando squad okay three naked rebel troopers as you do a single sniper okay okay r2d2 and a headless Lando Calrissian. <laughs> what? Uh, whoa. What? So, okay. His, his Lando Calrissian lost <laughs> his head. I don't know. I think the cat did something like two weeks ago. No, that's not my question. I That's just Brett things. But <laughs> why is there one sniper in there? Am I just hanging out? Uh, a cheap activation in an empty slot. Cheap activation. I mean, okay. He could, he could have pulled another body and then had 10 more points to play with. But it gives him a range five shot. He already yeah. has Clan Rin and the Mando Squad, so there's already two special forces. So he keeps those tokens together. Yeah, he keeps gives him a bigger chance of pulling anything he wants. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I actually do get it. I, I do. Um, so, but that puts him at seven hundred and like ninety eight points. Mm. So he's blue player. <laughs> uh, it feels real good the to might, pay two points for the, yeah, for the blue bit player. The two point bid. <laughs> So we've talked about turn zero quite a bit. There's been a lot of lot of uh, people asking for it in the Star Wars Legion Facebook group and mm-hmm. on the Discord. So let's talk turn zero of this one because it is an interesting outlook. Okay. So Brett hands me his deck. We remove one of each card. We, sh- we put the things down, shuffle it, throw it down. We end up with advanced positions. Oh, gross. Major offensive <laughs> battle lines. Okay. And I'm going left to right here. Yeah. So. Right, right. Then recover supplies, bombing run, sabotage moisture vaps. So you're playing Vaps, got it. Rapid Reinforce, Limited Visibility, and Minefield. Okay. Okay. Now, Brett's first player, Brett decides he's going to turn down Recover Supplies. What the hell Why? is with that child? What? Be- because he didn't want me to have Bombing Run 
Because he knows that me with my stabs are really good at bombing. Right, right. and you can – so he's going to double veto there and let you control the point. Exactly. That, that's fair. That's fair. That is his plan. Except his Mandos are really good at bombing run. They're okay at bombing Clan run. Clan Rin, Sabine, and Mando can run a yeah, bomb they're in. they're very good. Again. Drop them when they want, survive, fine. Yep. Uh, so – Y'all have more yeah. trust in those red saves than I yeah. do. He 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 goes he 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 flips over recover supplies. I look at the board, and I go pass. Sure, okay. Because I can always spend my. So I'll be honest, as a me as a player, I don't like rapid reinforcements. Right. I always. I mean, I lose a, a weird activation somewhere. It'll be the naked B one squad, mm-hmm. but then it screws everything else up later. Um, and I can always put them back in my line. I just I just I'm not a fan of it with my army setup as it is right sure. now. Sure. Well, I I have a if I can step in here for a minute. Uh, if I recall correctly, you said Limviz was in the second category or the second column. It is. Yeah, yes. that's what you're. That's what you're hunting for. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you know me, I love limited visibility. <laughs> I love it. So I'm okay. So I pass. So Brett's like, oh, oh, uh, uh, and then he does a thing I don't expect, which is he flips rapid reinforcements. Mm. So Brett does your job for you. Got it. Yes. Okay. And so here's why Brett did that. Brett did it because he is at ten activations. Him losing that one core mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't help to him. It also doesn't it also hurts him a little bit more because sure. he'll be down that activation. Um, no, I, I get it. Um, yeah, so he didn't want to be down the activation on the opening turn. He only has three core in there anyway, so maybe a possibility he has to play it earlier and then put that core back in some place he's not going to be able to use it. Right. So that leaves me with the option of passing again, giving myself advanced positions, bombing run, and limited visibility. I like, well, I love limited visibility. You know me. But here's the secret. I've never played Bombing Run. Really? Ever. No, I, it's, and I know this is where Tim would make the joke, well, Ben, you don't play enough to know what the meta is, which is all right, sort of kind of true. I mean, I know this is the meta. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know you're supposed to put them on your staps, and you know you're exactly. supposed to fly them at the enemy <laughs> one at a time. And that's really the thing. It's the one at a time, but that's not how I play staps at all. Right. Like, they're an organized fist of cavalry. <laughs> Like, their entire job is to go in there and blow a thing up. And it's possible to make that happen correctly. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, I've never done this. And so, and then I, or I can say, I can, I'm definitely keeping limited viz. Bomb and run, sure. If I keep it, that's great. If not, sabotage. Because I do have more thumbs than he does. Right. right. Now, he has Mando thumbs. They'll live longer. But the Mandos get to hit it once, and then I've got six other guys hanging out. Right. Yeah, but three staffs looking at a squad of Mandos, dodge token be damned, can probably kill the squad of Mandos in a single turn. Exactly. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just flip it, take the sabotage, and move on. But I've never played Bombing Run. It'd be good for the podcast. And uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As the triple stat player, you're like, I will play Bombing Run because it'll be good for the podcast. What a I sacrifice I will make. Shit. Yeah, yes. <laughs> what a brave sacrifice. I do it for you people. Um, <laughs> sure, no, sure you do. <laughs> so... I flip advanced positions because I feel like that's too much real estate for potential bombs. Also, if you accidentally mess that up because you scout everybody, then you can't put bombs on anybody. Yeah, well, it's easy for you. Uh, Granted, my three steps would be fine. Yeah, your three steps don't care. So we end up going with major offensive. Um, We end up going bombing run and limited visibility. Okay. I can dig it. Yeah. Limviz is actually good for both of you, so. It, It is. I chose not to go with sabotage because that comes down to a kill game, mm-hmm. and because we're both going to put our VAPs really close to us, and so you're never going to be able to get all of them or get all the points off of it. 
and I lose bodies a lot. And he's got enough firepower. He's got rockets. He's got things. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to come down two to two and then somehow R2-D2 lived with a secret mission. Sure. And I lose that game three to two. So I decided not to do that. I end up putting all my stats on the panhandle side of my uh, my my major offensive. Okay. Brett puts most of his, all of his mandos in the pan side of his, so the big thick part closer towards me across that that way. Okay. He infiltrates Jin at a place where he's able to give orders a little bit well, and he also infiltrates Lando to a place where he's got a nice little firing position, but there's also a healthy chance Lando dies turn one. Oh, okay. okay. Even with Lando, it's one of those. Even with Limvis, because the bikes come out, he's probably at range two. Sure. But his his idea is there, well, he's going to play the cards, do the things, so that he may have that turn where he's able to just snipe about everyone he wants to with all the tokens he wants to. If he can pull off the idiot's array. So part of this is he wants to try Lando and see what he can do with the cards. Sure, okay. And I will say by the end of round one, he had played three cards. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> now... So this, again, all turn zero stuff. So my thought is, do I put all three of my bombs on my on my uh, my stabs? Because they're all in my panhandle going towards the thick of his mm-hmm. units. And I decide not to. I put two on the stabs right there in the forward leading edge. And I put one on a B2 that I have put all the way across the map on my pan side, on my sure. far right-hand side. Because I can sneak over it. Because he he's very lightly defended. It's Jin, it's a naked trooper unit, and it's R2-D2. Okay. And you know me. I'm going to blow up R2-D2 if at all possible. Sure. And I feel like a B2 unit with Haas can carry this game out. Sure. So that's why I decided to do. And this is where things get nutsy. Oh, this is <laughs> this is where. Okay. Yeah, this is where things get real nutsy. After all, all right, So Brett and I forgot about Limited Viz. Oh, <laughs> we knew it was there. The uh, classic Hannon Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We both talked about it and then started playing the game and immediately... Brett's like, well, I'm going to do this thing. All right, here, I got the range five with the sniper unit. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, and then we just forgot. So uh, he he managed to take one of my snipers off very early, like just gone. Oh. Um, I lose that activation pretty quick. And then he forces me, because of where I have the placement, to try to hide my other sniper unit, which I decide I'm going to go do, by running it, scaling down a building, and then running behind a rock. Okay. okay. Like, pu- like putting one of the guys behind the rock and then having the scale unit be the, my, my actual mm-hmm. sniper and shoot out. Um, I actually get a couple pieces of damage um, into Clan Wren. I never take any shots at Lando if I can possibly avoid it. Like, it's not a thing that's going to work well for me. Yeah. But Brett runs into the classic problem that I understand why CIS can be seen as a little bit of abusive. <laughs> I have the activation count. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Who so, would have thought that was abusive? <laughs> uh, on my side of the table, I just make sure all the stuff that's not going to have anything to do this turn. Yep. On turn one, they activate first. Mm-hmm. And I make I make Brett move everything as close to me as possible. Yep. Before I send out my stats. Hundred percent. Congratulations! You have now graduated to CIS two hundred one. So here's the real problem, though. My stats roll average. Like I, I get three three hits and I get three blanks, and with re rolls, I end up with more blanks. It's actually not average. okay. It's below I, average, but that, that digress. Well, well, I mean, yeah, because I have, I have the critical one. You're yeah, right. But I never. I I see in my entire game. I think maybe one surge. Which is Maybe. bizarre. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that is bizarre. To be fair. I, but that's so that's where the dice are. So okay, the staffs run out there. Oh, oh no, oh no. And then okay, that's a thing that happened here. I throw some dice. Problem is the clan ring guys block about everything. Like I don't kill any of them. 
Uh, I at one point I've got a shot, but I can't hit the clan Rin guys because of where they are. They're just out of range. So I take the shot into the regular Mandos. One of them dies. And so, okay. And then Sabine runs up there, but I'm not in a great place to take a shot at her in turn one. So we're all converged right there in that, that in between my panhandle and Brett's pan. We're in that, that, that no man's land. And there's right. stuff there. Like there's, there's, there's blocking stuff, but it's, we're just going to blow this thing up. Round two, we throw some dice as we're converging. It's not a great place to be. It goes really quick, surprisingly, despite the models we have on the table. And then round three is where things are going to get real, real ugly. <laughs> but Brett's got his three cards in the discard pile. And Sabine is at a place where she wants to throw explosions. Yeah, I was about to say this is explosions turn, yeah. Should be. But it could also be idiots array time. Because that's a lot of dice for him to start picking off my bikes. Because with Lando's actual abilities and all the tokens he's going to get, he can just take shots at them and, and blow them up. Sabine could, show, I mean, Sabine could do her gunslinger bit there, and I could end up with two bomb carriers who are on one health. Before yeah, I've but actually like Lando to drop can't a bomb. kill a step, and that's that's a problem because he just has two dice unless you're unless it's his three pip turn. But right, and and so it's one of those. Okay, I'm not real sure, and also I didn't want him to to try to pull the fast the, the fake out on me. I don't play the flaw card. He plays something else, and then he just you know goes because Brett's the kind of player that would have explosions in his contingency pile. I would wholeheartedly is, disagree with that, but you're right, Brett might. <laughs> so I watched Brett play on a TTS game where he didn't bring explosions at all. <laughs> Ryan, I I do want to say I feel like you're the kind of guy that would not bring explosions, not because it's not good, but yeah, just because it's such a mind game of like ha ha ha, you're gonna play around it, but I don't even have it. So this is why – so Brett and I are both playing the psychological game. I never played Bombing Run. He was super scared of me knowing how to play Bombing Run. I'm super scared of Brett's hand because I just don't know where the things are. Right. Which I like actually. I, I kind of like not knowing that where all the things are. Heaven forbid. Could be. But for some reason I thought it was – it was one of those like explosions is about to eat me and I know okay. it. Or it's going to be Lando. And so I play the Lando flaw card forcing him to go to explosions. Okay. Because if he has to go to explosions, then I know what the pip is, so I can try to outroll him on the pip. Because if I go with my mechanized incursion, which again, a card that I love, yeah, um, then I get to activate more things, which again activates my entire bag except for my leader, and I get to move my stat, getting it out of explosions range. Because why wouldn't so you? So at least one of them is yeah. definitely going to be alive there. Because explosions can wreck my day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because two I mean, bombs it, it well can, placed. Yeah, absolutely. Two bombs well placed, I can take four damage. Yep. Because I'm rolling white dice and I haven't gone yet. I don't have... I mean, it gets rid of armor because of the blast keyword. Um, it or it gets rid of a cover. cover yeah, cover, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't have any dodge tokens. I could die. I mean, I have white unmodified dice. I could lose, you know, one of my stabs and then be down to two two wounds on the other. Yeah, that's, and this is a matter of cleanup because Sabine then gunslingers them and like, beep, beep, or does whatever she does. I don't forget what she does. I just, um, I also want to just point something out here. Um, habitually, I get uh, lambasted by having 25-minute battle reports. Uh, we are 20 minutes into this show, and Ben's on turn two. I Listen, I told you we were spending a lot of time on it. It's been a while. We can get back in turn zero, talking with you the things. Turn <laughs> two. All right. Anyhow, I lose the roll. Of course you do. So, break gets to go first. Explosions happen, and I survive. I've got two wounds on all three of my steps. But I do survive it. And so this is what I'm worried about. It's why I didn't place all my bombs in one, one chicken basket. Um, all right. And then before, so, before you move on, dear right. listener, this is, this is 
a tidbit from the, the Ryan school of command card selection. If you know your opponent's going to play a one pip, unless you're just outright going to lose if you don't go first, don't try to play for the roll off. Save your tempo, <laughs> play a three pip. Hell, play standing orders um, just to, to maintain that tempo advantage instead of hoping that the dice are kind to you. Anyway, back, back, All right, back so to you. So here's why I didn't do that thing that you're telling me about. <laughs> do you completely so, lose if you play a different card? Um, I don't completely lose, but Mechanized Incursion only works if your vehicle then orders another unit. And in a minute, my stabs in turn three are not going to be close enough to order a unit. <sighs> With cohesion on stabs, I, I, I don't no, know. I'm going to lose one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose one of them this turn. I am. Um, and so, I, I mean, it's just there's too many units. There's, I mean, all the clan wins. The Mandos are there. Sabine is there. Lando is there. Two naked squads, which I'm trying my best to blow up this turn, <laughs> which I end up doing. They're both gone by the end. Um, I, I'm going to lose some stats. I know it. So on my next turn, I'm not going to have the opportunity to bounce that over. And I already paid for the HQ on that. I, I, this was why I used that one. I mean, I get that. But even at the end of the day, and this is why this this piece is stupid, you can still – if even if you don't get to order anything, you still get direct off that card, even if all your stats are dead or out of range. And that can still be super valuable just to get a one pip out there when you know you get to go first because Brett's already blown both of his. This is very true. This is all very, very, very true. Um, but like I said, it there is that 50-50 chance is mine um, because – and one of the crazy things about this game because, again, it's me and Brett and I love it. He and I play the same pip every turn for the remaining four turns. <laughs> so we roll that red die four times. I think I get it once. He gets it three times, I think, is how that works out for us. Uh, explosions happens. Then Sabine's yep. out there. You know she's she's wiggling around. Um, I I immediately go with my first step. I fly in there. Well, so I made sure that he had none of those rebel troopers left at the end of the last round because the rules on the card says you cannot have more than one bomb. And because right. Sabine, Clan Rin, and the Mandos all have bombs, I can drop this bomb completely safely. They can't pick it back up. Yeah, if there's nobody around to pick it back up. Yep. No one around to pick it back up. So I run my step in, I shoot, I blank out. I mean, I hit, I throw dice, but he blocks everything because, sure. of course, he did. Um, get that bomb in there, run another step down. One step's half dead at this point. And then, you know, it just – it ends up being this real tight. We're going to fight it out, see who survives. On the other side of the table, R2-D2 is approaching because he has to. And he says, Ben, listen, if you will just let R2 survive long enough, I want to play his flamethrower card next. <laughs> i'm like brett don't do it don't do it brett like he's not going to survive that thing so i go up with my b2s and my haas he blocks every single thing i throw at it <laughs> oh no thank you with his white dice i yeah. yes with his white dice yeah no cover nothing just black I now granted i did have to move to get the shot so i did not have a name token yeah but still like 10 i dice, did have a yeah. surge token i did have a surge but there was no surge dice anywhere, so it didn't matter. Uh, I come up with an, you know, an, an EC. I'm going to throw some more dice at him. It's, it's seven white dice, three black dice, two. I get two hits out of the entire thing. Brett takes one. I come up with another unit. Again, I and I, and I can do this only because I cannot see anybody Yeah, else. Archie's the only legal target, yeah. I blank out. <laughs> and at this point, he, Brett finally moves the unit in there, so I have to go do a thing. I'm like, oh, Brett, you're killing me, son. 
You're killing me. Uh, so yeah, turn three happens. He's like, Ben, I, oh, it's right, fine. I'll play Lando's. This is where he plays Lando's uh, Idiots Array. He's going to shoot up some more things. Uh, I drop another bomb. Good times happen there. It's in a place where he can't get access to a thing. Sabine is at a place where she can't get close to drop her bomb this turn. Like she's trying to, but she's mm-hmm. not close enough. And so she jumps into my other set of B2s. Okay. Just goes into melee. Darksaber's pretty good at that. Yeah. Absolutely pretty good at that. And I've got a pretty good healthy chance of surviving. Sure. Um, yeah. It's a thing that's possible. Well, and I mean, then on the st- other side. You still get armor, so. Right. I mean, but then his clan Rin comes at me. And I have a unit I'm going to shoot with some things there. And he just goes into melee there, too. Yep. He's just outside of range. His plan is to melee me to death and then move in and drop some bombs. Except he can't. So between his dice being mediocre, between the B2s having between the armor and a healthy amount of health, even with all the peers. Now he pierces mm-hmm. me left and right. Sure, absolutely. Um, he doesn't get the right dice to do it. Like his own dice rolls are Rebels, enough to put a guilty I mean, there. yeah, Pierce is cool against B2s, but it's the, the heavy cover and the armor uh, that, that, that gets you. Like we Rebels are just so ill-equipped in a lot of cases because we don't have those big overwhelming dice pools. Um, mm-hmm. And B2s can be can be tough to tackle. So I'm up two to zero at this point. Right. Um, he hasn't dropped his, his next bomb off. Um, we're engaged in melee with his two bombs coming towards me. I see R2-D2 like I've got to kill him. And then Brett does a thing. The smart thing to do is he takes his one naked squad over there and he just jumps into melee with my B2s on yep. that side. The problem is... So he tied up Sabine with some B2s who could see R2 and had the range. And he tied up these other B2s who could see R2 and had the range. The other five of my core <laughs> now have free range mm-hmm. to shoot R2-D2. Yep. And that's exactly what they do. Because there are no more targets anywhere within range to shoot. And so I blow up R2-D2. Yeah. Good and I mean, the, the other, at, the other uh, problem for that Brett runs into there is he's already played Idiot's Array and he's already played Explosions. So even if he's got... Uh, blast off tucked in there like he can't doesn't right. have any way any way to play it since he's already played his two one pips uh so just engaging exactly. r2 is is pretty effective i will give brett credit he really wanted to play that flamethrower the turn before <laughs> which would have been one of his moral victories and brett has grown as a player he did not do that thing but he really wanted to um so it comes into this this slug fest thing where i eventually have to take my t-series commander and throw him into the fight against sabine just trying to make it so she just can't murder the guys and then walk away. And I managed to survive. I tie up his units to the place where they eventually die. I mean, I at one point, I did manage to throw... This was so gross. Um, I threw six hits into Clan Rin. They blocked all six. Yeah, as they um, did. Just, I just blocked all of them. I managed to get, I think, four hits. Just you know, melee damage into Sabine. She blocks all four of them. Like she, she, his red blocks work every time. But he can't generate enough offense to kill me. Mm-hmm. So he kills my T-Series at some point, but they're still using engaged with Sabine. Uh, he does eventually get uh, Clan Rin free. They pop away. They drop their bomb. So it's now, you know, uh, uh, and I'm dropping my last bomb on my guys. We're getting there about round four. So it's three to two. And Sabine is just tied up with these B2 droids that just refuse to drop dead. Yep. And she swings again. And I have only the T-Series leader alive. But that means that she can't walk away and drop that bomb and get to range one. So I win. Nice. I win three to two. So thank you for Huzzah! killing R two. Everyone wins when you kill R two. 
absolutely it's a moral victory for the world too really appreciate now, the Brent sacrifice did play... of, of playing you know <laughs> the, your zero experience game of bombing run with your triple staffs into into 10 activation it, rebels yes Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a, for the people, I do this. For the people. Now, I will say we did put a timer on this, mm-hmm. and then Brett decided to take 15 minutes on one activation. I don't know. Like, we weren't playing chess clocks. We were just like, yeah, let's put a two-hour timer on the thing. After we'd set up the table, we'd, we, I think we deployed at that point. Um, just to, And then, yeah. At, at the time the timer went off, we had gotten to the end of round two, and I was, had won one to zero. But we were still going to play out the rest of the game. We just want to see where that would put us because Brett's also trying to get back into the into the yeah. tournament play there, and he just took a lot of time to do some stuff. Actually, this is a, an interesting side point, and I may end up cutting this from the episode. But let me ask this question: mm-hmm. So Brett and I, we we've played in tournaments where at the end of the timer you go to the end of round. We've also played the end of round happens or in the timer happens fifteen minutes hard dice down. Right. So when you do fifteen minutes hard dice down, do you allow the end of round things to happen? Like, do you immediately end the round, score the objective, and then move on? Or it's just game state as it exists at that 15 minute you, point? you score the final round. Yeah, you score the final okay. round. So, so like, in terms of, like, when that 15 minute – because th- that's the rule that I like to run. Uh, we've used it at both of our prime championships. Um, the, I think the only place it really comes into effect is intercept transmissions, uh, where you score at the end of the round. And that score right. does happen when the 15 minutes of hard dice down does elapse. Because if – yeah, that, that's why we were asking because I, I won at that point. But because it took us 15 minutes more to end the round, we theorized if that doesn't work that way, then I actually lose to kill points because mm-hmm. I had killed about 30 points less than Brett had killed at that <laughs> point. wasn't a lot, but – Yeah. So, yeah. So, I win on the timer. I also win when we go to round six. Um, right. It was it was delightful. Uh, cool. I will say I like Lando. Um, Lando's so cool. I think Brett's going to yeah. – Brett's going to find an extra head for Lando and put it in his arms. He's going to be the headless Lando. Uh, <laughs> I like what you can do with him. Uh, Brett tried some things that were interesting. They didn't help him out as much as I think he would like. But he was also afraid of just having Lando blown up by some staps, which I completely understand. So um, I want to ask the hard-hitting questions that the, of journalism that we really like to focus on here at the Stabcast. Yes. Um, I'm creating a tally. When Lando played his three-pip... Did he put did the Lando Calrissian expansion box that comes with six obs, obs, eh, observation, observation tokens? tokens. Yep. Um, were were there enough observation tokens included in the box? Um. So Brett forgot to play the bottom half of that. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, that being said, there would not have been, or no, there would have been enough. Okay. Because the only things that he could see were two steps. So far, I'm at, we're at 50-50 then. 50-50. Yeah. He, he could only see two steps at range at that point. Because I was trying to play a very, I will let you get this far, but not range one with your bombs. Right. Which kept Lando kind of out of that range three zone. Like, it was difficult for him. Or I was behind a building and was going mm-hmm. to come back around. So at that point, he would have only seen um, the, 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 uh, the, the two steps. Because one was dead. 30 minutes. I will say that everyone. I... I know. Right. I, I lost all my steps. All the steps died. Everyone died. Good. Uh, I tried to kill Jin just with some units that were on that side of the board for kicks and giggles. Did not happen. I gave yeah. it to four. Uh, she, no, that's that was that's the, a hard game for for Brett honestly to win because the the four naked or the the four man rebel trooper squads aren't going to do anything. Um, Jin can't reliably clear activations because her dice pool is good, but it's small. Same with Lando's. Same with the snipers. So the only units he really has to fight you with. 
are Sabine and two sets of Mandos. And even Sabine outside of melee isn't all that great against CIS because she just doesn't throw these huge volleys of dice that right. Mandos or Pathfinders or Wookiees can. Um, so it's, so it's, it's hard me... for him to chunk down those activations. I did take a B2 shot into uh, Jin. We could see her, but lots of heavy cover. But again, it's a ha shot, so there's no cover there. <laughs> right. Uh, she had three suppression at that point because I've been trying to shoot her and just couldn't get it done. I do manage to get, I think, seven hits, and then he has all these white dice, and he blocks, like, five of them. Yep. So. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with Danger Sense, is once you get it there, once you get two or three suppression tokens on the unit, it's actually not a terrible keyword, uh, but it's just getting two or three suppression without, you know, right. being dead. Without yeah. <laughs> without dying. And, and again, I, I hate to grouse about a game I won, but I almost barely won it. And the dice, I, he just blocked all the things. Like, at the end of the game, Clan Ren is still alive. I think it's down to two people. I think she lost a son, I think. Um, right. And then the <laughs> the the regular Mando squad is, nope, tied up in melee at that point. So, yeah, I mean, I just, Sabine was not dead. I got her to four of the five hits mm-hmm. I needed. I just couldn't kill. I couldn't kill Jin. Couldn't kill Lando. Uh, I mean, if it came down to kill points, the only thing I had killed was R2-D2 and three naked squads. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough game. And it's one of the things I didn't want to play Sabotage. Um, cause I sure. I had a feeling that's how that would come out. Because yeah, you, I get you lose pretty, faith in Red you Dice. You lose pretty hard, I think, on Sabotage. As, well, I don't know. Yeah. If Brett kill castles game, like he song. should, um, <laughs> you lose. If Brett sends his Mandos out willy-nilly like he probably does, you win. Um, yeah, that's also true. That is Lots awesome. Yeah, so I'm glad glad you got a game in. Glad you got it in with Brett. Um, yes, I I got to play uh, two games last week on back to back nights. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, one of our new players in the area put out a, a post that he was able to play on not our regular game night, and I happened to have that night off, so I was like, yeah, sure, let's uh, let's do it. It was his first game, so we got to I got to run a bit of a teaching game. He didn't want. Um, we did, I did lots of advice and lots of, lots of helping, but he wanted to go the full, the full boat. He wanted to do battle cards and he wanted to do, uh, uh, the full 800 points and not like a skirmish. Um, I did eventually kind of talk him off of playing the full, like random or not random, but like the full turn zero, just because I didn't think, especially since I knew we were using my battle deck. It would be particularly helpful for a guy's first game after like two years, and even then, he said he only played a couple of couple of learning games. Yeah. Um. So I pulled out a major offensive supply drop and uh, intercept transmissions because I looked for an objective that was going to be good for for both of our armies. Uh, because I showed up a little late and I had to set the table up, um, I just pulled out what was already in my bag, and that was pretty close except for a couple upgrades off of what i played in invader league and the tournament at dice had a couple weeks ago so i had a very you know tried and tested uh list with uh cassian k2 and op luke uh he brings out eight activations of bosk fully kitted stormtroopers and commander vader so you know it's it's op luke versus commander it vader it's gonna be interesting um and and I will say it's one of the reasons why I do love new players. I mm-hmm. do. It is exactly the thing. As, these are all the cool things that I love from my films, and I get it. Yeah. And so I always kind of hate it when when you hear it because you know it's probably not going to go as well as they want. Right. So um, I mean, I'll give you kudos for supply drop intercept transmissions. Like it's a very cinematic setup with major offensive. 
Like it's very cinematic. It gives him options to go grab things and maybe use that in the battle. Yeah. Like I can see that works really well with newer players. Yeah. He also had, I guess it was only four core fully kitted cores because he did have two speeder bikes as well. And so I figured with inner, if we play, if we play recover, I'm just going to kind of like run to the middle of the board and run away. And that's not going to be a fun learning game with intercept. He can like pick a place for Vader to run at and then try it. We can have a big, my hope was that we have a big climactic, uh, Luke Vader fight over the middle point, and we we see where it goes after Bosk plays his little sniper war and uh, against Cassian. Uh, so we we get to plane and uh, he he splits his bikes, tries to do some cool double envelopment rules, but the bikes come at me one at a time, so I have a pretty easy time uh, picking you know picking the list apart. Um, he did with Vader. I think some stuff that with Vader is really, I'm not going to lie, it's, it was a really bad move, but it shows good game instincts. Kind of where he deployed Vader and where the battlefield had shifted, uh, Vader had to walk through Sniper Alley in order to get to the center point. Oh, no. Um, and so he just didn't pull Vader out from behind the building, which is fine um, because it shows that he's got enough resolve to like know that I just don't have to go face bash the objective, you know. <laughs> Um, but it also meant that Vader wasn't getting into the fight because yeah, if you right. spend a turn not moving Vader, like you kind of have to make a commitment really early with what you're going to do with your Vader piece. Um, Either and f- last first him if you can, like get him exactly activation, throw yeah. him out, run him quickly to the next um, piece. I mean, so he has he has some good objectives uh, or some some good instincts. Some of his units do kind of get get fed to me, but. We both went into this game knowing that was kind of going to happen. I've got my, you know, my Invader League list. He's got what he's got, you know, glued together at this point. And we're chit-chatting. We're having a good time. Uh, Jason was a super nice dude. We had a we had a good game. I hope he comes back out. Um, and I can't wait to see, kind of like we talked about with, with Keith, when Keith got into the game, where he's going to be in six months of, of hopefully pretty pretty mm-hmm. consistent play. Yeah, um, we, both, we both had a really good ass. time. <laughs> Wow well, about that. Um, <laughs> I also mostly. then the next night got to got to play Keith. Um, so um, Keith brings. Uh, he knew he was playing me, and he didn't want to play Rebels versus Rebels again against me because I think the last three games we've played have been that. So he's like, I'm. He messaged me messages me early in the day. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to the dark side, but that's all he says. I don't know what Keith's bringing. I, I assume Keith has all four armies. I don't know. He just shows up with magical boxes of things and unloads them, and Keith, we play Keith games. has a way of scoping eBay sales. Like no yeah, man I've that's ever true, met. right? That's very so he, true. he drops and pick, picks up games on the drop of a hat. Yeah, because he'll find a great eBay bit for all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cheap. And uh, and so me and Keith's game. Keith shows up. I'm I'm trying out Lando. I'm playing Lando and Op Luke. Uh, I've got double RTs with rotaries, um, and some. Some snipers and some core units. Um, ten activations, nothing, nothing real fancy. Um, but I really wanted to try the the Lando Luke shenanigans with uh, Lando's two pip actually played as a command card to give Luke a standby token, and then laugh as Luke gets two double attacks uh, in a game. And Keith brings a weird list that I actually think, um, if played properly, spoiler alert, uh, could be actually pretty solid. <laughs> Keith brings um, Bosk, Callus, two snipers, two shore troopers, two stormtroopers with DLTs. The, the shores had 
all the things, um, and two mortars and an e-web. Huh. I, well, it's got mortars, so I don't like it. But other than that. <laughs> I was about to say, other than the mortars, I don't immediately hate it. Um, um, I actually kind of like that setup. I'd probably drop both the mortars to get something in the 60-point range. Yep. <laughs> I mean. Yep. Well, I think you put them at 11 activations, so, like, I don't hate I mean, the mortars there. I think um, that list is scarier I, with 10 fully kitted activations, though. Mm-hmm. I would maybe just drop one of the mortars um, and maybe try to squeeze a third strike team with some upgrades in. I that way that. you have one shore coordinating a mortar and one shore coordinating the E-Web. Um, right. But anyway. Um, I just go with two E-Webs. We, we right. do our turn zero, and we also get supply drop major offensive. and But we get sabotage the moisture evaporators. I feel like okay. me and Keith play that a lot. Um, Keith? Yeah. I, I, but I think part of it is because you both like that one. Uh, so I, I actually hate Vaps. I'm not going to say, I don't think Ryan's ever liked Vaps. Vaps played a lot though. Everybody at a competitive level plays Vaps a lot because it's so safe. It's the major Ah, offensive of the objectives. Um, it's, you know, the other cards are really good for one or the other players. We were using Keith's battle deck. Um, and so I didn't want to play the other cards. So we got to Vaps. Like Vaps is just the meeting point where Almost every army can just go, fine, and we play Vaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so I actually don't particularly love Vaps. But anyway. Uh, See, we, this is why I'm glad that I chose for the people to take bombing runs. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, good on you. Good on you, Ben. That's Thanks right. Well, again, what a sacrifice. <laughs> um, so, so me and Keith set up, and Keith does what Keith does, and he, Tim, get a chuckle out of this. He puts a Vap... On top of a building that he doesn't have the easiest of access to. Okay, that's Keith. That's a twist. <laughs> when there's per- when there's a perfectly yeah. safe spot to put it, like behind, like next to the building where it's not behind, but you yeah. can put your unit leader to touch the vap. That's a but twist. Not really be seen by much of my army, like you know where a normal person would put it, Keith. That's, um, that's a truth on him. Him and I's last game where he on the opposite side of it, put a VAP up where only he could reach it. <laughs> yeah. Now that, that's that's fine. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, other, the other problem Keith ran into is where he put his other Vaporator. Um, there was a piece of terrain, and at the boards at Sci-Fi City, they're, they're made for 40K, so they're, they're four feet wide, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've got mm-hmm. six inches of dead space. And when uh, Keith built the table, and then I just shuffled some things around to make it a little bit more balanced. Um, and where so, and I don't remember who put this piece where, but when Keith measured everything out, he puts his VAP down and we go on to deployment. Halfway through deployment, he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and what he realized was there's a big rock that he's going to have to like climb and clamber over to get to his VAP oh, because no. there's, because of the dead space, there's not enough room to go behind oh. it like he originally thought he could. Yeah, right. yeah. And so that means his two shore troopers and his two mortars and callus who are defending that one flank have to basically somebody's got to make a triple move to get to the vat <laughs> while everybody else gives cover through Gross. the corner where Luke and Lando both are. Um, so we it becomes pretty apparent really early. Keith's never getting to one of his vaps. 
And I've got my, I'm run. I've got a Mark II and some vets shooting at his, and some snipers shooting at this other building where everything he puts up there has heavy cover, but I just got a bunch of guns. I'm just going to shoot it um, and, and try to keep him off that VAP. And so, like, I was there at a game of which I beat Keith, but I was just there. <laughs> Keith beat himself and I was along for the ride. Now, the funny thing that this caused is because Keith couldn't get to his objectives easy, in a game of Legion, you can do a couple of different things. You can move on objectives, or you can shoot things. So what does Keith's entire army do? He gets a really powerful, like, alpha strike on the first two turns, and just gets to do a lot more shooting while I'm taking up positions to defend and... Uh, progress my evaporators right uh, one of them one of mine was forced into a pretty risky position um one of them was completely safe um i lose luke turn two. Mm-hmm. Oh wow because his entire list just shoots Turned me looks at you um, now and i will and i will say had he played his rebel list like I'm afraid of Mandos and sabotage because they can get across that map real quick yep. and they can mess with you yeah tap your they can gas. threaten this yep. Yeah, they really can. Yeah, Luke had a bit of a no man's land when he crossed the the kind of center area of the board. There was going to be a turn where I kind of had I had to hang him out, and I really just needed him to survive, you know, a couple activations. Um, but he didn't. Um, but mm-hmm. he did enough to be able to between making Keith disengage, force pushing people even further away from the VAP that Keith was desperately trying to get to right. and clearing, I think two activations before he did die, right. um, that it was, it was enough to, to make the, the difference. Um, I got to do some cool tricks with Lando's, my rotary RTs just pelted boss. Bosk made some killer regen rolls. So they, they skirmished, um, Keith brought DLTs on his two storm squads plus Bosk meant that he just had a baked in hard counter to my RTs um, between all that impact and all that pierce. And he was, he would roll like hit crit on his like range four DLT shots into my RTs. Um, (laughs) I mean, between that and the the shores also shooting that with that T thing. Woo. That's a, well, yeah, I mean, all the shores were, were shooting Luke. Um, And so he, he traded with my RTs pretty well. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't enough, and I think the coolest role of the game was uh, my. I had a sniper with an open shot where he put his e web, and I'm just like this sniper's job is just to ping that stupid e web and ping that stupid e web. In between one of my RTs and my sniper, I was like, this e web should surely die. I think he he rolled he rolled block after block after block. I finally get a wound through. Thanks to Pierce. And then a stormtrooper, since we're playing supply drop, runs up with a medic capsule. Uh, a back to capsule and just heals it. Um, that's amazing. But I, love it. I managed I love to, to clear the clear the E-Web. No. With, after burning all of my tokens, I went all in and rolled two natty crits. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Lando's all-in card and, uh, and clear it. And that felt real, real good. Um, so it was, it was a fun game with Keith. I, I mean, Keith, I hope learned a lot. I learned a lot because I was playing with some, you know, I haven't put Op Luke and RTs, let alone Lando on the table, uh, together. Um, and I hope Keith learned valuable lessons in evaporator <laughs> placement. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a fun game. I had, I had a good week of Legion playing, uh, playing an old rival and a, and a new friend. So, uh, it was, uh, it was good. Well, nice. Good Legion week. Good Legion week. 
I, Tim? I was going to say, I only got, you know, I went from getting four games a weekend into one because I've just been busy. And so I was able to, so I was able to play one of our locals, Pat, who was absolutely yes. super gracious. He's always a, a gentleman when you play him. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, and we also played Vaps. Hey, hey. And he. Yeah, there were a bunch of, I think, uh, was there another game of Legion going on that, that Wednesday night? And I think we were, we all three playing Vaps. There were a I lot of Vaps. So, something like that, yeah. See, once again, yeah. my choice of choosing Bombing Run for the people. Such, <laughs> such well. sacrifice, <laughs> such bravery, Ben. Thank you. Um, but no, so. For you guys, for you, the listeners. So we were playing Vaps, uh, played Major Offensive, and it was. It's okay. So we were playing that, and. It was interesting. He put one of his faps a little bit too far forward. So, mm. uh, yeah, that kind of made it uh, a problem come turn six. Because we got all six turns in. Uh, his list was nice. really interesting. See if I remember correctly off the top of my head. I always take pictures of turn zero. I always forget to take pictures of people's lists. Um, <laughs> he had Leia. <laughs> he had Leia. He had, um, some, he had an FD cannon. He had two rotary RTs. Um, and then yes. I think it was mainly, oh, it was a uh, commando or pathfinders rather, sorry, pathfinders. And then op Luke or commander Luke, sorry, commander Luke and some core to fill with Z sixes. So he came out with, I think 11 X. Pat, Pat plays a lot of commander Luke. I, I really like it. Yeah. Um, so he had 11 activations. I had nine. I had Anakin Padme or anime. Should you prefer? And, Three Z six or sorry, two Z six phase twos, and the third phase two had fives because that's what we do now. <laughs> uh, naked phase one, and then two arcs. So, uh, two, oh, and then obviously, obviously the clone commander because why would you not? So why would so, you not? Why would you not? So I had five or nine five. And I had nine X, and it was interesting. So we got to again his VAT placement was a little bit close to me, uh, which allowed him. It, it was. Kind of a double-edged sword, right? Like, it let him pressure me really well while also pressuring the objective, so it was a bold play. But it also meant it was close enough for my Phase 2s to just march up there, even though they were getting shot at. Uh, and then, right. I believe it was either turn end of turn 1. Yeah, it was end of turn 1. He was smart. He held on to Commander Luke, and my Anakin couldn't get into a place where he wouldn't die, where he wouldn't just get lit up. Um, and long story short... The Z6 squad phase twos shot Commander Luke and then got to shoot Commander Luke again off, operating off a of standby off of Anakin because Anakin had moved up oh, and then stood no. by and like behind the corner. And of course, round one, I played his three pip, so he has exemplar. So that happened. Yeah. But then also on the same turn, Padme had a standby and another Z6 was able to shoot his Z6. So that was, we had a lot of sh- standby sharing shenanigans like the good old days. Um, and so I hate you. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, and then, are you also going to claim you did this for the people to show no. that that mechanic isn't dead and it can still be used as a, no. as a humble no. assistant <laughs> by playing bombing run with triple stacks? <laughs> no, but I I, it was, I played wholesome games. It was, it was interesting. So then his commander Luke moves in, and top of turn two, I also move in. I go first. Um, I believe it was his sir, no, his relentless turn. So I was able to move Anakin in such a spot where he was able to saber throw into Luke, fire supported from the Z6. Uh, no surge crit yet. It was one turn too soon, but I had to do it. Otherwise, Luke was going to be in my face. So I had to just heart of the dice it. And we had some aim tokens and stuff 
on Anakin himself, so it was it was fine. Uh, Anakin had O push, and Luke goes down to one wound, but also because of deflect, Anakin goes down to one wound, <laughs> and it just works out in such a way. That, yeah, they're both now one wound. So he moves his commander, Luke, in. Rightfully so, because if he didn't, I was going to shoot him with everything. With one health, you just got to get lucky eventually. And so he moves his commander, Luke, in. Hits Anakin with a charge. Yeah, I remember this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Anakin activates his special ability. His his mastery, rather, with a dodge token. Spins that dodge token. Yep. And auto-kills Luke. (laughs) Then rolls the defense dice and only misses it by one. Like I had a really good defensive roll. And it was I was like, oh damn, one more, one more. I would have kept on trucking for another turn or half a turn. Um, but it was interesting. We had to have so, a, a pause and we had to discuss it with Ryan. Of like, yeah, hey, I remember I got called here? over at one point. Like, does Luke's? It's a it's a question I've never had to ask before. Of does Luke's attack finish because he's dead mid attack, or how does that? all shake out and i think we all came to the conclusion that yeah it, it's all one yeah, big thing the happening only way at once. That, that i know to justify it and yeah. i didn't look it up like i hoping it was on the rules form it might be and i may have gotten it wrong who knows because the wi-fi and signal at our game store is terrible yeah um, well remember the store is also built into a hill and then the yes. antenna yeah, 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 yeah. side of that hill yes, like. yes. <laughs> and so like it's Luke generating hits that causes the damage to be able to be reflected so right. those hits are in play and then they don't disappear <laughs> oh, right. once he's dead, even yeah. though they're the thing that caused him to die. So, so we just kind of ruled that they both they both die. They both great. died. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then the rest of the game be, really became – unfortunately for him, Leia was too far in the backfield to really do a whole, whole lot. So meanwhile, I had mm-hmm. Clone Commander and Padme who were able to hold the line pretty well. They're like, well – Anakin died fighting off the other saber user, so that's fine. We'll survive. And so then it just became basically a slightly worse uh, Padme Rex list. <laughs> and it was it was a really bloody game. I won't go into all of it, but again, I was able to play her two pip, Padme's two pip, where it gets them a free move. And that was clutch because they got to tap the third VAP that wasn't theirs for the phase twos, rather. Yep. Yep, so that was huge. That might be the best command card in the game. I used to think it was No Time for Sorrows, but that card's just better. No one ever brings it. It blows my mind. Like, why would you not? Because you still get two orders out there. Yeah, one of them is on Padme, but it doesn't have to be if you really don't want it to be. I mean, it probably should be. But you have the the freedom to authoritative it out to someone else. So, or it, heaven yeah. forbid, why did once you want a quick thinking early in the round on your sure. unit with exemplar? Well, that's what I'm saying. It probably should be her, but mm-hmm. I can understand for game state where you might want to be on someone else. But anyway, so phase two's got to move up and tap that vap, and then basically we just went back and forth punching each other with our guns, not in melee, and it was right. it was a bloody game. His FD cannon did work because it was behind heavy cover permanently, but then his RTs, oh my. God, I've never seen RTs roll so good. Because I had a lot of dodges because clones, no one cared because they were all crits. <laughs> They're all crits. So like, oh, oh, you have the dodge token? Yeah, you can spend one, I guess. The rest are all crits. Get fucked. You're like, oh, okay. All right. I, I love that Pat has subscribed to the Luke Cook theory of gameplay. Yeah. Like, roll, just roll crits. Crits. It was roll crits, roll, <laughs> but they surge crit. That's the big thing for the Rebel RT. So is roll crits, roll surges, and you're golden. So it was... It was a bloody game. I think there was like 10 models left between the two of us at the end of the game. Um, yeah, it was it was real, real bad. He 
was almost able to table me. So he almost won on the table. But I had, at the end of the <laughs> yeah, end of I think... times, I had one more activation than he did, so it was impossible for him to table me, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, I think when I, me and Keith's game was, was pretty quick. Um, yeah. When I walked over to, to kind of say my goodbyes when I when we were done, I want to say there were like 11 models on the table. Yeah, that's good. that's about right. I, I calculated it at some point. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was super sweaty, uh, super close to it. Um, Pat played his heart out, and I also was trying to learn how to do Anakin better, and I'm still not sold on I think he's great. I don't know if I'm sold on him super competitively. There's that fine line. Um, See, I can imagine a place where you have both Yoda and Padme. Yeah. And all the other people doing all the other stuff. Like, I mean, because, you know, basically Padme's giving away her orders. She can make people run and do things. Like, I guess, yeah. you know, Yoda does that as well. I Theoretically, you could put Yoda, Padme, and Rex, and you're still only at four points. I really, the way the game is right now, game. I don't know if there's a clone list I take, unless I'm really trying to do something specific, where I don't take Padme. Like, everything oh, else, right, everything sure. else rotates around Padme. <laughs> Um, between, between that two pip and authoritative and exemplar and range two, uh, yeah, it's just gross. It's just so helpful it's for a um, utility player, and she is absolutely yeah. a support player there because she's not going to be shooting a whole I, lot. I will say, speaking of Padme, I uh, the things you can do with her for that. I got cost. to got to stream a game last night or co-cast with Zodiac and Floor of the Dwarf of one of the final four matches for Invader League. So we're now at the final countdown, and Timbo. We did a really good job. He had R2 and C-3PO and Padme. And so C-3PO would just calculate the odds on the Padme all the time and just kept loading her up with tokens. I don't want to talk about it. It was so good. I don't want to talk about it's... it. <laughs> it was so good. And, and uh, we joked about R2-D2 taking forever for me to kill, and God knows that he did. Um, but in that game, that, yeah. and you can find it on, I'm sure the VOD is up It's there on Zodiac stream yeah, on, on his Twitch Um Oh my! So Lord the whole Jesus. game came down to R two. Only one player's R two because the other one, again, Timbo kept his R two safe, but also in my mind not as effective as he could have been scoring a victory point on the, on a VAP game. But but final final shot of the game came into a saber tank shooting R two no cover. Saber rolls with a name token rolls a full boat full nine dice coming at R two. Which is super impressive because yeah, I've seen the saber right. tank sure. just flub that It was roll it was a clutch roll um, that he really mm-hmm. needed, and then R two rolls his defense dice and gets seven of nine blocks. Seven, seven nine. of he nine. Rolled three blocks, four surges. I believe someone said all he has to do is take. Mm-hmm. He just has to take three damage. He yeah. only had one wound on him, and he had been actively trying to shoot him the entire time. Yeah. Like, R2's been backpedaling and dodging stuff. I mean, like, he's been getting away from having all that damage. Yeah. And you should be able, with nine hits, you, sh- you should be able to I, find three extra blank white dice and all that. I think it was didn't. Decaf from the, the Discord that posted and said that that was a, like, less than 1% chance of that happening. I don't know if that's still accurate, but it's like, gross. It was just gross. And that was game. That was it. It was immediate GG that was it. after that. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, because there's yeah. no way to win after that. And it's that. one of those. I mean, it's one of The those... nation of France exploded. Yes, exactly. Into both riots and celebrations. Yeah. I mean, you, Paris was shut down. Yeah, you could hear <laughs> you could hear their national anthem in the background because the French were also streaming it. So it was hilarious. Um, and I mean, poor Timbo, for a post game interview, like it wasn't much because you're like, well, He's just that happened. I mean, <laughs> that's uh-huh. a thing that's that just a happened. Thing that happened. You're like, all right, we play a dice game. 
Uh, and what's funny too is that Timbo's dice were so hot for most of the game, and uh, Eno's game, the other player, most of his dice were awful. And so it just all of a sudden it came in clutch when it had to. So it swung just like a pendulum with a battle axe on it. Like that's, right, it was rough. It was rough, but it, it was a good game. And I think there's probably a good place to go reevaluate R two D two. Yes, because uh, I don't think it's a surprise one that I kill him every time because I can't afford to have that swing at the end of the game. Right. Like I will probably overextend units to go murder him. Sure. Just to make sure <laughs> no, that's why I try to put R two in a lot of my clone lists, and I've learned that okay, yeah. He might get the victory point, but a lot of times he's just, it's a weird way to have a four health focus piece. It's a 45 point hate buff that just draws fire. I mean, he's a tank. So even if you kill him, okay, you had to waste shots killing him. Congrats. I guess it's really six health if you win. There's just not another 45 point unit that does the same hate. It's... Secret mission needs uh, the same amount of health. On. Some tinkering, I yeah. Think. Plus, but, I mean, really, it's it is four health, but it can be can be more than that if you yeah. get the repairs off with the repairs. Which you yeah, probably yes. will. Which you probably will. But it was a yeah. good game. Anyway, that was a side note. Extra extra bonus thrown in there. <laughs> we all had to have uh, extra long battle reports today. So yes, we did. Exactly. We did. So it's it's fine. We made up we, for you, Will. You like hear our battle reports? Yeah. And we like sharing. Well, we wanted to hear yeah. from Ben. Ryan had two. Yeah. Will's not here, so you know, it's fine. By the way, he lost to Sinek. Yes, that's his so, battle so. report. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so be sure to check out our Instagrams. I'll be posting photos of my game against Brett at Dicehead. We use mostly their table and our small pieces. Um, I actually really like the table setup on it. Everything looked good. Uh, you know, we make fun of Brett's paint jobs. We do. And, as we should. As, as we, we should. should. Yeah. But they're always interesting to take a look at. Like they're just Lando Calrissian when he gets done with them. He's in this bright kind he, of Pepto-Bismol <sighs> pinkish suit. He told, me the he, other, but he told me the other day, and I didn't know this, that he doesn't spray his primer. He paints his primer oh. on. Yes. And I don't know how to process that. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to That's deal with that information. Yes. It's a thing you can do. Well, yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's a, yeah. So, I will take a look at our Instagram where I am posting some of those photos. Hopefully, we'll get pictures from where Will lost to Seneca again. One of these days, tomorrow. I will remember to take a photo at a Legion table. <laughs> you really should. Like, I, you're right. I should. Uh, I get in the zone, time, man. I get time. in the zone. So check us out at SW Stabcast. While you're on the internet, you can also look at us on our Facebook. You can look at our Twitter. Go to the iTunes, Spotify. You can even listen to us on Google. That's true. Because that's where I'm downloading my Stabcast podcast. Wherever the finer podcasts are streamed, you can find us again at SW Stabcast. You can also find us on the Legion Discord. We talk about it a lot because it's a great community that I would argue probably really kept this game going in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, for sure. Although, honestly, our local scene happened somehow has continued to thrive and grow. Not just like stagnate, but grow. But also, Legion Discord, we're That's all. That's Stimmy money, man. That's Stimmy money. <laughs> we're all uh, at SW, or sorry, L at Stabcast, whatever our name is. I might have a Saltcast yep. tag in there too, but don't worry about that. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There might be a Saltcast podcast coming out soon. Who knows? Who can know? Uh, if you want to help support our little endeavor you can head over to our merch shop at teespring.com slash stores slash stabcast where we have uh shirts hoodies all that good stuff fanny packs if you are so inclined and you should yes, be you should be. um i'll have just mine. cut out the little mesh part in the middle and they make great uh side holsters for your tokens yep 
Uh, or if you want to drop us a line, you can connect with us on uh, quite a few of you guys use our Facebook Messenger to message the Stabcast Facebook page. Yes. Um, or you can send us an email at swstabcast at gmail.com. Sometimes you can also show ideas. Sometimes yeah, you can even stuff. DM me on Facebook. Uh, it happened to me for mm-hmm. the first time the other day where I was like, oh, oh, this is about Legion. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. We had Tim's a good conversation. Important, guys. Guys. Tim's important. Look at the flex. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And we'll say if you listen to the stream this past weekend, we are investigating Stabcast uh, crop tops Stab and crash. shorty shorts. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Right. So we're, we're, we're looking at crop tops, yes. the, the fanny pack, and the shorty Maybe shorts. Maybe the short All shorts right. have- to make our men look beautiful. The, the short shorts might have Anakin, or sorry, Obi-Wan Kenobi on it, and it just says, like, I have the thigh ground. I'm yes, mm. they might, debating they might actually say that, yeah. yes. Mm. Okay. Now, okay. Or maybe just so thigh ground. It is illegal- yeah. It is illegal for Will, Ryan, myself, and Tim to wear crop tops in certain states. Um, That's that true. much flesh exposed That's true. is actually a moral crime as well as an actual. That's crime. probably going to Texas. <laughs> it's probably be a crime against us, but it's fine. Actually, Texas will probably. Tex- no, nah, Texas will be fine. It will be fine. Shoes. We can do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because our handguns are in our fanny packs. Speaking of which, uh, our we're, we're, well, the band's going on the road. At least part of yeah. it. Um, our next episode will probably be our. Uh, reports from the dallas open me and tim are going yeah uh, for a couple good days of gaming i'm super excited i know uh, a couple of our good friends are going to be there i know uh yeah. florf is going to be there paz is driving down mm. um i think uh, i think degrees are local so that yep. should be uh, should be fun um I'm, I'm really looking forward to it same and uh then we've got we've got that coming coming right up um which this podcast you're probably listening to listening to if you're traveling to uh that's to the right. Dallas Open World. So you're not getting dropped. shit on what we're playing. So good luck. That's <laughs> right. I don't know what I'm playing yet. So it's I fine. also don't know, uh, but that's fine. And then in Tim June, know what faction he's playing. Oh, too too soon, too soon. <laughs> in I June, do. I'm going up to the Atlantic City Open. Uh, I don't think anybody is coming with me because I wish I could. I'll be going to Disney World. So, oh, I see how it is. Priorities, Tim. Yes. Priorities. Yes. Um, <laughs> And uh, and then also uh, at the end of May we are having a small local convention in Lenore City uh, called the Rocky Top Gaming Con where I am hosting a small Legion event. Uh, so you can check out the Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade's Facebook page for some more info on that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, we're we're going on the road. Tournaments are starting to open back up. I know. Uh, I think the entirety of the Stabcast is now vaccinated. Um, yep. I know a lot of you know it's it's moving a lot faster than I ever imagined it kind of would be. Uh, so we're getting closer. At least plans are getting laid down for business yeah. as usual. We're getting there. So yeah. we got to get back in shape, boys. Uh, oh, standing man, for three or four games <laughs> yeah. in a uh, in a day, uh, making sure you've got your your right snacks and your fortitude and and all the things that you need, not just to play that many games of Legion, but to play that many games of Legion on a clock while standing at a at yeah. a venue. Yeah. Um, I know because. We joke about the last two mm-hmm. tournaments we've had in this area, and they both been like, we go to play a game. Then we take a two-hour lunch. And yeah. And we come back and we play another <laughs> game. And the, there's a very nice little Mexican restaurant next to the game store. So everyone's yep. like, let's just go over there and have margaritas. And so the back half is very breezy. And, yeah. you know, it's not really prepping for the four-game day. Yeah. Because that'll, uh, that'll eat you alive. Yeah. It, it absolutely it, it will. It will get you. <laughs> 
Luckily, I think Dallas is just going to be three games in a day, but it's still going to be like like structured play. And so if you go back into the back catalog of the, the early LPs of the Stabcast, we do, a, do an it. episode or maybe even two on how to prep for these these bigger events. But maybe maybe it's time to kind of revisit that in maybe not it's your first big event, but it's your first big event. After a yeah, once in a century pandemic. Well, and <laughs> so what? Uh, what are yeah. we doing? What? What's? What's our prep look like? What are we worried about? What do we think we're ready for? So, I, the biggest thing is going to be stamina. It's okay. going to be yep. making sure you eat your breakfast, making mm-hmm. sure you got a snack on hand, because the moment your blood sugar is a little little crazy, there yeah. you lose concentration. Absolutely, and this is a game with so many things going on. And I know we talk about X-Wing a lot because that's where we where we came from as players. Mm-hmm. But in that game, you can have as few as three ships, two really, depending yep. on the list, and as many as nine. And players who played nine ships or eight ships, it was difficult for them to make it through a day just because there was so much they had to yeah. think yeah. about yep. and process. Yeah. And it was a three to four ship list archetype that made it. So you could play seven games. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, where I did my best, where I made it to top six of the North American Championship of Gen Con – I had three ships. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all I had. No, absolutely. Um, because it, it can be a thing and Legion has too much stuff. I, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but for the games we play, yeah. you have so much to concentrate mm-hmm. and focus on and try to process and your opponent and their gameplay and the cards and the static situation. You'll blow out your brain pretty fast. You're just short circuit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're not preparing for that. Yeah. Both biologically and you know mentally. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So I think what Ben is proposing here is – when you build your list, make sure you take one of every order token type and not yes. improv orders. And so you yes. just let the bag make decisions for you. <laughs> exactly. Well, it- Or you play CIS and you don't have to worry about the bag. <laughs> Boo. No, Boo but then man. you've got to decide what you're activating. You're burning brain power, man. You just pull crap out of the bag and you're well, just like, oh, I see- guess I'm going to do this now. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a laissez-faire way of letting fate decide for you. But if you at least have all the tokens on the table, yeah. you can then do the thing that makes the most yeah. sense and most important at that yeah. moment. So, well, and also it's like you said, it's the stamina side of it. But it's also there's something to be said for the simpler lists because the simpler mm-hmm. lists, okay, yeah, you might have a lot of activations, but it, normally if you have a lot of activations, you tend not to have a lot of upgrades, and so it's sometimes right. just nice and straightforward. Like, all right, I activate, I either you know get an objective or I shoot. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't, I don't have all these triggers I have to worry about. I don't have all this other stuff. So there's something to be said for the simple lists that are sometimes simply beautiful because <laughs> it doesn't tax yeah. your brain. Because that game three or four, especially game four, but even game three, you start making mistakes. And it happens. Everybody does it. I've seen world-level players do it. I've seen amateurs do it. I've You know, everybody. Everybody makes mistakes the longer you play. Yeah, and and that's the funny thing. At the end of these big weekends, you want like sometimes even the streamed final matches uh, to be the the pinnacle of competitive legion. Uh, <laughs> but after you've played like four games on day one, and then yep. th- two other games, and you're going into game three on day two, yep. it gets hot and sloppy. Like yeah, you know, at does. the end of the day, it's, like yeah. it's it, everyone's going to degrade. And honestly, this is one thing that I really like about in-person Legion is I get yeah. to work a job where the majority of my work week, I'm at my my job 16 plus hours a day on my feet running around. And so I like to think that I'm going to degrade a little slower. Not that I'm not going to, um, but I'm going to make boneheaded decisions slower than uh, 
than someone else who maybe works a, a desk job nine to five and isn't yeah. used to standing all the time. No, that's fair. Um, and you and I talk about playing the player. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not that that's a negative thing to do, but in late games, like on the third or fourth yep. game, you and I and Tim have been known to be much chattier with a, in a yes. person <laughs> because they mostly can't maintain it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, and, hey, and I'll, I'll, I'll you see, say. You see that baseball game? Uh, uh. <laughs> to, to go back to uh, where I got to meet the, the wonderful Chris Beezer uh, when he hosted an event. We had to play a fifth game in a day, and the final was me versus Joe DePinto of Legion Academy, which you guys should also check out. Um, that was one of the most hot mess games I've ever played, and we just yep. kind of pointed at things, grunted, and rolled dice. Like, yeah. it was such an uninteresting – like, the game of Ticket to Ride going on behind us had a higher skill ceiling than what me and Joe were doing. Yeah. But <laughs> it was our fifth game of the day. What do you expect of us? Yeah. Um, and we talked about it then, if you go back to that episode, mm-hmm. that because Joe had more things he could do yeah. with his units. Sure. It was frying him a little bit, trying to make sure: is this what I need to be doing? Mm-hmm. Do I need to hold this? Yeah, he was—he was, he was definitely bots. running a more was... intricate list than I was, um, and that, mm-hmm. that came out to, to help me. Also, some some dice really helped. Well, too. and also um, in, on and what I was saying too is with the if you're going to run a list that has more moving parts in it, that's mm-hmm. where practice really. Either way, no matter what oh. list you're running, you really need to be practicing the same list yeah, over and over. I was just going to follow you up yeah. on that, Tim. Was, yeah. It is absolutely You have practice. to be practicing the same thing over and over again, but especially if you have moving parts that you're not familiar with, you need to make sure you know what your stuff does. And it's not just like a time thing. It's part of it, for sure. But it's just so you can keep track. It's really for your benefit right. more than anything else. It's just keeping track of what and, your and stuff does. And I will does. say, Tim and I we don't like to play the same list over and over no, again. No, I really don't. Like, it is not in our nature yeah, at all. It's, so it's hard. I credit half my wins to understanding how the game's working, <laughs> not necessarily that I, my units are always the same. Yeah. And I will, since I've started playing CIS, don't get me wrong, I've played a lot more of similar archetypes. Right. But the lists are rarely the same down for model to model. Right. Like, it's normally variations therein. But well, even I like, don't like to. I mean, honestly, for Dallas, um, Lando is out. Um, he's going to be the, the kind of new hotness. And I've kind of committed myself at this point. And Tim, I'm like, go ahead and get your jokes ready. I'm probably taking Op Luke just because yeah. I've played him an mm-hmm. absolute ton over the past three months. Yeah, that's no joke. Um, <laughs> that and that I know Op it's going to be scary. 220 points that I can just kind of put on, for better or for worse, on autopilot and I'm very comfortable with. Right. Um, mm-hmm. What else is there? Who can who can know? Um, we'll, we'll see what I have painted. Because <laughs> I but still haven't the thing is, my paint Op Luke is so scary. Yeah. yeah. Pro- that's a problem. It's never a problem. The thing yeah. is, is that we don't talk about him a whole lot yeah. because there are other problems that people are more scared of. Yeah. But then they see Op Luke like, oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and suddenly I'm cutting Twain. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something I'm it's something I'm comfortable with. It's it's a quarter of my list. I know pretty well how to play. And as we transition from Invader League and TTS uh, back to hopefully more more real life events, at least for the kind of the focus of our show, um, Op Luke is really good at negotiating tables that he can't plan for. Yeah. And oh, as yeah. we start yes, to go back absolutely. to events, you know, on on TTS we kind of know that um, we know what we're going to play. We know that almost every map is going to be pretty good for... There's going to be at least one, if not multiple, avenues for a heavy vehicle or a tank. Um, and we we a lot of times know what we're getting. While at Dallas, I have no idea who's providing the terrain, what it's going right. to look like. So yeah. it's... Uh, and I know Opluke is pretty good at negotiating that kind of stuff. Well, and then I say, like, especially Rebels, right? Like, Opluke and some Mandos 
you really don't have to care about what's on the table too much. You're just like, I'm just going to go over right. it. I'm going to go around it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, speaking of the preparation, the practice is key. I think you got to practice for time. Yes. And, like I'm, I'm one of those persons. I will play the entire game for the full two hours, which means I don't get a lot of break between games. And that can right. also wear you down. Yeah. Where Ryan is often a wham, bam, thinking, man, I'm done in 25 minutes. Um, you know, I so, wish it was that I was that fast, but no, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but he can some he'll have a little bit more time to rest on the back end of that. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. timing may just mean a matter of you practicing deployments. I mean, have you and some buddies just sit around some tables, put some tables together, then throw your models down. Right. Time out how long that takes you. Like pull together a random you know deck. It's like here's what we're playing. If you're playing eight hundred, play with someone else's you know uh, decks. Right. Just see what happens. If you're the, if you're playing at seven ninety with a ten mm-hmm. point bid, play with yours and see what this looks like. Right. Have your buddies throw together terrain and just put together a random table that may not be balanced. Yeah. You know, one of those underrated skills is knowing when to flip the table, when, yeah. when to go to the other side. Yeah, absolutely. We, we often just line up on opposite sides and get like, yeah, I guess I'll keep this no, one. No, you can't do that in a, in a real tournament. You yeah, have to. You really can. You have to. I mean, you can. <laughs> well, we mostly do. <laughs> I don't. No, I, I look at it. No it, free wins for nobody. That's right. It matters. It matters a lot. <laughs> That's why it I, says Mister hashtag eight hundred points. Exactly. <laughs> well, the polite player often doesn't make the other person move. And I don't mean that like you're not polite, Ryan. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm Is not it polite, in general right. the social contract says ah, they've already got their stuff there. We're going to waste ten more minutes shuffling table sides. That's why well, I don't. That, yeah, I don't. And, and I guess. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you're I going back to big events, remember keep your you know you make sure the day if not the week before you travel. Make sure you can quickly and efficiently move your army around. Have your yep. transport system uh, ready mm-hmm. to go to where you can quickly unpack and pack your army. These yep. people, I love you all. Your models look better than mine. Don't get me wrong. But if in between every tournament round you put your dudes back in oh, phone trays, for the love of oh. God, find get get a little tray or whatever to carry your stuff around and so you can quickly move yeah. back and forth and it's hopefully something that they can sit on a stool or a or a chair because space is a lot of time at some of these events going to be a premium mm-hmm. um i'm hoping we'll have a little bit of breathing room on the sides of tables with covid restrictions that actually yeah. may help us i mean nice. um right and so we will we'll hopefully have some some room to, to set our stuff down but a lot of times you have to be able to not just quickly deploy your army and play the game, but also quickly move around and, and renegotiate your, your play space for you, the player. Right. The 9 by 4 baking tin is the greatest yeah. invention yep. for <laughs> Absolutely. Outside of the Plano fishing boxes that we, everyone else keeps their yes. stuff in. I mean, like those are the two things I think gaming companies or non-gaming companies don't realize people are buying their products for. <laughs> Look yep. at all these people like fishing. Uh, nope. In nope. <laughs> yeah um so yeah finding finding your storage solution um finding a way and then also if you're flying to, to transport your models yeah. you know uh never never check your models never check your list you know everything oh. else can go into check baggage when my models are sitting carry on yep sure um, are 100 percent. and the, honestly the last thing i've got here is that it's okay to lose yeah like if, if you Let's not get I, now. and I know people are going to be like they're going to lose their their cup, but remember no. it's been a while since you've been out exactly, and yeah. so you don't want to make an ass of yourself. You don't want to ruin your reputation among any kind of you know gaming community because it happens. It does. People are like oh that's a sore loser, and you don't want that to happen. You also don't want to ruin your first trip back out to the, yeah, you know, to, exactly. to play with other players. Well, 
Like that we're all getting back together and mm-hmm. just take those losses in, you know, in step. Yeah. Sometimes it's not your day. It has nothing to do with you. Sometimes the dice, Brett, are against <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> you can't help it. Sometimes RTD2 rolls seven of nine blocks on white dice. You couldn't have stopped that if you'd wanted to. Yeah, you right. don't have the ability to stop that. So uh, well, I'll say too, if you takes if hands. you know for yourself that you do get more frustrated at yourself, uh, honestly, it's a nice little tip. Bring a stress ball because I mm-hmm. I've broke a lot of models not by throwing them, but just I cr- <laughs> I crush them in my hand, and I'm like, oh crap, whoops! <laughs> I don't mean to. I'm just like, a lot oh. of broken kneecaps. It's not even broken. Off oh the yes, legs. it's yes. just broken legs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, being being able to keep your yourself in balance, and I think part of that goes back to that that talk about making sure that that you can that stamina talk because it's not just physical, but also like emotionally and and mm-hmm. as well, like making yeah. sure you're in a good spot. Because at the end of the day, we're we're grown ass men pushing little plastic space dudes around the table making pee pee sounds at each other, and I think we always, even if we're doing it at a quote unquote competitive level, um, I'm going to to these events. You know, I say this a week out um, to to go meet new people and have a good time. When I get there, it's you know, blood and plunder, but <clears throat> different game. No, different game. I it yeah yeah. I I tell myself it's to go and have a good time and have fun, and then we set out battle cards, and a different part of my primordial monkey brain takes over. And uh, but no, remember remember while you're while you're there. I know one thing I always do, and we a lot of times will do it in the car on the way to events. We, I set goals. Like, what is my goal for this event? It's, and it's usually not to win. It's usually just to come in better than Tim. That's fair. Um, but so we, you know, we usually talk that. about what our, what our goals are so you can, you can have something to strive for. Um, and it's not just if I don't win the whole event, my, my weekend is ruined. Right. And, you know, we sometimes mock Brett for having his moral victories. Yeah. But that's, that's part <laughs> yeah. of the goal setting for him. Like, for mm-hmm. him, he wants this particular game scenario. There's nothing wrong with having the cinematic victory, even if it's not the actual game victory. Um, or you only have the cool thing happen the once when you're trying it. Because we're getting back on our feet. We're learning how right. to go back out and do these things. And, you know, fun is the name of the game. Well, no, the game is Star Wars Legion. But, I mean, you right. know, fun's in there somewhere. <laughs> I think I think the other thing that is going to be really important and that was pretty ill-timed for the pandemic is this, for me, I think is going to be the first large event that I've been to that's using the now old, uh, but the new MOV rules. Yeah. And oh, yeah. making sure that, that you're aware of all how all that is going to shake out and work, because it's definitely going to change the way that I play since the last big event too I went, which was LVO. So make make sure you, you're up to date with not just the, the RRG and the rules clarification forms, which you talked about earlier, but the... Uh, the the tournament guidelines as well, uh, yeah. making sure you've got all that that stuff locked and and ready to go. And so I guess to to kind of close out this episode, Tim, what's our, our next episode will be after the Dallas Open? Tim, what's your goal for the Dallas Open? I want to be top four. Ooh, ooh! Man, don't don't you fly out on Sunday? I do. How's that going right, to work? Then? Later in Sunday. I didn't say I believe in myself. Oh, okay. I just said that's my goal. Oh, okay, okay. Um. So, but if you win, do you have enough time to catch on your plane? Yeah, or are you going to have to call into work and then call it? It should up? be okay. Okay. Nice. I I will say every plane flight to Knoxville comes in at midnight on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's never. I, I've never flown back to Knoxville from anywhere and it's not been right. eleven fifty nine p.m. on a Sunday night. Yep. I mean, That's I'm right. flying. I'm flying Monday just because I wanted to make sure I didn't have to to worry about all that nonsense. I didn't want to have um, to take a my day goal off is of work. to just. <laughs> 
is just to make day two. Um, I'm not sure the work schedule or the the schedule that might equate to the same thing that might equate to top four. I don't know if they're going to do a top eight on Sunday or not. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, making, if making you get time two. to go out, Dallas is a great city. I actually kind of like it. So I don't know what you can do in the time of COVID, but I actually like Dallas. So. So you don't get to set a goal, Ben. What are your predictions for me and Tim, uh, game-wise oh. or otherwise? So here's the thing I love is that you're going to go play with players that you know. Yes. Some, some of which them, yes. Well, sometimes – well, some of them. Some of them – like so part of it is we travel a lot, and we like that. We yep. like that outside of our area community that we – like you're going to see Al Paz there. Yeah, I'm And excited. I love Al. I absolutely I'm love Al. I'm going to see Florf. But I also love gameplay Al yeah. because Al doesn't talk to you while playing games. Exactly. No, he it's doesn't. Like, <laughs> He's immune to my psychic powers. And so we've talked about this. So like part of it is going and seeing the people you know and seeing how well they do. And yeah. I think the two of you will be so giddy to see the people you know that you haven't seen since <laughs> LVO. That's true. I think you both flub it because you're you're more into the personal than you are into the game. That's true. So here's here's where I get to outplay the player again. A uh, couple – I think we talked about it on the show, but a couple of weeks ago, maybe – it's probably more than that. Um, Alpaz drove through town and I got to meet him for a game. So mm-hmm. so there is no giddiness there because I beat him again. Now he knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> But have you given him too much knowledge, Ryan? And now you're talking oh, about damn it, you're right. <laughs> the first time I just got lucky and I realized that. <laughs> exactly. Alpaz has actually been scouting you this entire time. The no long con. I've been played. <laughs> He's a man from Chicago. If anyone knows anything about cons, he'd be a man from Chicago. And on, and on that statement, uh, it's time to end an episode. <laughs> I love Chicago and the, the denizens of it. Um, I do too. But, but uh, as always, thanks for stopping down, listening to the Stabcast on your drive time, your paint time, whenever it is you find to listen to us blither on. Uh, and until next time, I'm Ryan Slawoski, uh reminding you that uh, maybe you shouldn't put your evaporators on top of buildings, Keith. <laughs> I'm Tim Hanna reminding you to laugh, cry, lose. That's a, a poster <laughs> waiting. Says the guy who just predicted to go top four. <laughs> I didn't predict. That's my goal. Oh, or goal Prediction and goals goal. are very different for me. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm Ben Fowler reminding you that a man from Louisiana and a man from Chicago could agree on one thing. It's hard to find 12 people in either of those places that could think stealing's a crime. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. That's a reach. Okay. <laughs> Nah, Louisiana's famous for not convicting criminals. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Huey Long couldn't be indicted. The man was openly, openly corrupt.